We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the 25th day of February, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and the fan favorite, Marty Foster. Marty, how are you? I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm very pleased that my, my prepper room is fully stocked and, and I'm, I'm ready to repel all invaders. Makes me wonder, when we first started, you said that uh, if you had your way about it, you would have a moat around your residence and you would be standing at the top with chain mail and looking over from the tower at the people on the other side of the moat to make sure that your residence was safe and secure. You're confusing me with with um King Alfred, but um no yes I, I would. I'd I'd every Englishman's home is his castle. In fact every man's home is their castle. And thankfully because we were half expecting due to COVID restrictions and the funeral service for the turkey at Christmas to to have the boys in blue knocking on the door. But none of that has happened here, thankfully. Um, however, the rest of Europe isn't quite so lucky, is it? And certainly not Australia no. or New Zealand. Or Canada. Where, oh, especially not Canada, where there's been massive overreach by government and massive overreach by the police forces. Very true, my friend. Very true. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. A bit cold, got a little bit of ice on the ground, and it's currently snowing. So, uh, yeah. Let's, let's just have Christmas again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean... Before we started, while we were looking at all the German people marching in their towns every night of the week, and it just looked so Christmassy, I thought they should all get around great big bonfires, sit on benches, and drink Glühwein. But apparently can't. they can't. You need a vaccine need a passport for that. vaccine passport for that. You do. As a matter of fact, the Germans, who would normally be in a beer garden or a restaurant on any given night of the week, that's what they would do. They would go out to eat with family or friends or, or whatever, meet up for a drink or something. But you can't do that anymore. So what are they doing? They're drinking beer as they're protesting. That's that's what they're doing, because that's where you can meet up with someone. And there's so many of you that what's a bunch of 20 year old kid cops going to do? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway, today we were going to talk about like the market side of things, and uh, we were going to discuss uh, an interview that one of the black, former BlackRock executives gave. We can still do some of that, depending on how this conversation is going to go. Big things have happened in the last 24 hours, so we're going to shift our focus a little bit. So what we were going to discuss that we ended yesterday with, we've cleared the board as of today, and it appears that... The Russians have moved on Ukraine. Uh, they started with declaring independence of both of those two regions. It was uh, uh, Donsk and Lu uh, Luhansk. 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 Yeah, that was it. But it doesn't seem that they stopped there. It was. Uh, it looks like it's been a full-blown invasion, if you will. But I'm starting to wonder... I'm starting to wonder. This is the point where, yeah, I, I mean, that's the initial reports we were getting all day. And we discussed this, I think it was last year, on what Putin's possible move on Ukraine would be if he were to make it. Well, it seems as though he has. But 
I'm skeptical. And the reason I say I'm skeptical is because, and I haven't really taken a point. People have been asking me all day, oh, what do you think about what Putin's doing? Oh, he's evil and he's, he's starting World War III and, and he's insane. And uh, he's a, I, hell, I heard white supremacists thrown around a couple of times and uh, he, he's going to nuke the world and blah, blah, blah. That's what I've been hearing from people. And I'm, I'm, I've been saying, look, I'm not taking a position. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jumping on the, uh, the pig pile just yet because I don't know what he's doing. I want to take a step back and I want to analyze what's actually going on here. I need to see the bigger picture because a larger game's being played here. We all know that. So I'm not going to go headlong into a knee-jerk reaction until I can figure out what in the hell's going on and we can analyze this. And it just so happens that we have an analyst here with us to discuss all this. But I don't, I don't see this being what we're made to believe that it is, if, if that makes any sense. Because all the mainstream media outlets in the U.S., in the U.K., in the uh, in the EU nations, all the politicians that we've dealt with w- over this COVID stuff over the last couple of years now, they're all again in lockstep saying the same thing, doing the same types of condemnations, throwing the same accusations around, and putting the same sanctions on them. Now, there's a lot to consider here. The Russians have oil and natural gas that they want to sell to the world. Okay, there's an easy way to fix that: become energy independent. If you're the United States, you can flood the world market with cheap oil, open up the pipelines from the Middle East. You can get the price of oil to drop. It's good enough a sanction as any. But then again, if the West puts sanctions on Putin, then what that does is not only does it cause our resources to dry up because they've shut everything else down because we're supposed to go green, you see, but Russia is also one of the largest distributors of agricultural fertilizer to the world. Now, if we're sanctioned, if the Russians are sanctioned by us, then that fertilizer is not going to get out. And guess what? Farming doesn't get done. That also plays into the hands of Klaus Schwab and company that want to force feed you GMO and force feed you their products so you can't grow your own. So there's a lot to consider here. But before I get too far down that road, we're just going to take this one step at a time. Marty, you're the analyst. You've been watching this stuff off and on all day. Uh, I've been throwing some uh, I've been throwing some videos up here behind me so you can see. Uh, those are mostly the protests, but I'll be running some other stuff that's been going on in Ukraine. Uh, but I'm going to let you uh, I'm going to let you take over here and uh, you can put up your initial uh, your initial thoughts on what's going on. Uh, I don't want to overplay my hand. I am an analyst. It's what I do for a living. But at the same time, what's happening at the moment, it's not normal battle rhythm of of, of a military operation. It's not been like a normal military operation. The massive buildup wasn't responded to with a, a an equal and opposing build-up across the other side of the border. There was no reports of, well, the Ukraine are doing this and doing that and so on. And all of the NATO reinforcements that have been put into Europe from the UK, from the United States, apparently the French have already surrendered. Sorry, I'm, I'm joking. Yes, we saw but, the white flags this afternoon, yes. Yeah, their, their battle flag, a white cross and a white background. So... It stinks of of further globalist fear-mongering and crisis generation, you know, problem, reaction, solution. It, it's, it's, it's all there. I can imagine the conversation between the two significant people. Hi, is that Vladimir Klaus here? Uh, it's time to invade Ukraine, as we discussed in Davos. You're up. And da, no problem, Klaus. I will do the invasion as we discussed. And America has basically had its manhood removed by the Democrats, and the UK is too small now to make a, a significant difference. Um, Germany and France, the, the the two major countries inside 
NATO in Europe have been running down their contributions to NATO. They haven't been spending the right amount of GDP on their defence force because they were hoping to stand up the European army, which would have also uh, precipitated this conflict. Because if Ukraine joins Europe and joins the European army or what everyone's denying is about Ukraine joining NATO, Ukraine have got a legitimate claim on the Crimea. And that's what Putin is using as an excuse to make these invasions. The two enclaves you mentioned have got ethnic Russians living in them, and he's using that as an excuse to send in, inverted commas, peacekeepers to protect those ethnic Russians in the two enclaves which you talked about. What were they again? Uh, Donsk and Luhansk. Donsk and Luhansk, yeah. So... This is what he's done, but it it just stinks of more globalist activity. It's the next fear. And you've said all of the mainstream media are in lockstep. Well, they're they're in lockstep about scaring the, the wits out of us with COVID, which had that controlling, limiting effect. This is the next fearful thing that where you've got to start trusting your government. All trust with um the current parties that are in power has fallen away. They've lost their their grassroots support and they need crisis after crisis, which they they kind of just managed to muddle through and, and keep their people safe, apart from the poor people in Ukraine, obviously. And it's it's just building that reliance on on those governments, on those bought and paid for World Economic Forum Davos group puppets. We need the distraction. Yeah. It's uh, but you see what's happening across across Europe. We're in revolt, as in we the people. We're in revolt against our governments. So now's a perfect time for them to stand up and grandstand and say, "Oh, look, see, see, we told you that this was going to happen. We told you this was going to happen." It also gives them a chance to ratchet down further from another side of things. Now comes the time of shortages, sanctions, energy crises, which they've already been ramping that up, and cyber attacks. Yeah. The thing you've got to realize, uh, and, and we should take into consideration, is that countries are very much like families. The dynamic within a family um, is very unique. Some things you get away with. Some some parents smack their children. Some parents only put their children on the naughty step. Some parents take a belt strap and beat the bejesus out of their kids. And Russia is the kind of country where if you step out of line, you can expect Putin to pull his belt strap off. And that's why each of these countries that are providing these distractions to all help the Great Reset are, are doing it in different ways. You've got the uh, the, the Chinese um, doing what they did. Again, there's another society that isn't beyond taking out a cane and, and whipping its its people into, into shape. Uh, then you've got Russia, who... For decades upon decades, people had lived under Soviet oppression. And a lot of these states in and around the former Soviet states have still got that kind of mentality. So, so they're, they're easier to control. Um, however, there are protests in Russia, but we can see the FSB stormtroopers marching through the streets and beating up on the protesters. The family dynamic here in the UK uh, is, is a lot more gentle. And they couldn't get away with that because the the fight back would be pretty severe. And our own military, if it witnessed that kind of oppression of the people, because the military 
are actually commanded by the royal family, not by the government. The government has to ask permission of the royals to go to war or to do a number of things. So you've got that extra layer of restraint. So I would, was, I would, I would no, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. This was put out by your uh, your defense intelligence. Uh, was it uh, UK Ministry of Defense? Excuse me. This was put out by UK Ministry of Defense just about an hour ago. They say that strikes have been delivered through a combination of Russian ground, air, and sea launched missiles, and by uh, by artillery bombardment. Targets have focused on military infrastructure, in particular command and control and air defense installations. Russian forces based in Belarus are advancing towards Kiev. Russia has conducted an air assault on an airfield on the outskirts of Kiev. I did see that this afternoon. We saw some footage of that just rolling a few minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, the Ukrainian armed forces have put up a staunch resistance and continue to hold key cities. Heavy casualties have been suffered on both sides, although exact numbers are currently unclear. Okay, this is the other point that I wanted to make about uh, about this uh, this situation that's in Ukraine. Another reason that this is a piece on the chessboard is because the left wing establishment, and I mean all the way up through Klaus and all these these people, the politicians and all of the uh, the bureaucracy and everything else. Bruce, you and I talked about this well over a year ago, uh, and we've gone into some depth of this for quite some time. They were also using this establishment here in the West. They were using the Ukraine as a money laundering operation. That's another part to this that no one in the media seems to be talking about uh, is what they've done over there. They tried to turn Ukraine into a cash cow. Example, a money laundering operation, you put dirty money in and clean money comes out on the other side at a profit and you take a transaction fee, if you will. So you put in a quarter that's dirty, you get a dollar out that's clean. That's what they tried to do. Uh, and their entire network got exposed. Everything was banking on the fact that Hillary Clinton, from the U.S. side of things, everything that was set up in Ukraine was banking on the fact that Hillary was going to get in. She didn't. Donald Trump got in. This is another question I have to ask. Again, no one in the media is asking this question. They're all jumping in, pigpiling, throwing sanctions on and everything else. But why aren't they talking about the network that they were all involved with in the Ukraine, in all these foreign governments? of laundering money through there, laundering arms through there, funding private armies through there. Why aren't they discussing that? Or is it because they're too busy trying to put the focus back onto Putin and Russia, and Putin's going in to try and expose that? Because if Russia can go in there, if Putin can go in there and seize control of the banks and of the government infrastructure where they have documentation of all that corruption, that's a very valuable bargaining chip, isn't it? Especially when you already have Western populations in revolt against our governments. I very much doubt any of that evidence is paper copy. No, but you get I would people. Imagine you get people, but people can be discredited. People can be, um, you know, uh, got rid of. Um, the 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 majority of that evidence, if not all of that evidence, is going to be digital. And this raft of of uh, cyber attack sanctions that um, has been offered up on a plate to Creepy Joe, I would imagine, is going to fry hard drives and that they may never get to to see that evidence if that is Putin's aim. I personally think it's it's a it's been agreed through back channels, through conversations in and around Davos and the World Economic Forum group that this is going to happen. And each of these world leaders that have sold their souls to the World Economic Forum are getting what they want to get out of the, the situation. And Putin wants, just like Margaret Thatcher with the Falkland Islands, she won her war there, got her elected for another few years. And uh, 
Putin's looking at being president for life of, of Russia. Simple as that. It's these kind of land grabbing victories that that get that gets a, a politician that kind of notoriety and respect from the unthinking um populace. You know, the vast majority of people haven't got a clue what's really going on. They don't pay enough attention to the news because it says the same thing over and over again. So and they don't go digging for any extra news or 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 from other sources. So all they believe is what they hear, and what they hear is Putin's gone into Ukraine to protect ethnic Russians, and isn't he a great guy? That's the truth of it, or rather, that's the truth that the people are being presented with. Bruce, you want to jump in there and weigh in on that? We've been going for 20 minutes here. You uh, must have something to say on it. Uh, to the point about basically the the Great Reset type, the world leaders being involved in this and what their connection is and all of that. I personally think this is, um, as an example, uh, Biden is so incompetent. He's there to make look, uh, to make America look weak, incompetent. So, so whether or not the elite is directly involved in, you know, uh, or, or complicit, whatever, whatever, uh, phrasing you want to use with the, the whole, uh, attack on Ukraine, however you want to word it, they're involved just simply because they have they put Biden in place. So there was no, uh, for example, if Trump was in office, this probably wouldn't have happened or it wouldn't have gone down the way it did. It, there was no problems uh, during his uh, tenure, uh, both in the uh, Middle Eastern world and um, with Russia, with China. Uh, so I, I, I think this is absolutely a fabrication of, of the globalist elite. Um, it is... Uh, I, I'm almost wondering if it's more of like um, a, a agreement with them to get Russia to be on board with China. I know they're kind of already kind of buddy buddy with them, but I'm wondering if this is a solidifying thing that yeah, you can have the countries that you had, the, the USSR had, you know, all the countries you had influence over. You can have those countries. Nobody's going to do anything about it. We're just going to send in 95s and those kind of things to, you know, for Ukraine and then <laughs> say an to the to the people, we're 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 going to help Ukraine. But in the end, it's it's a bargaining chip to get them involved with China and to keep them complicit with the Great Reset nonsense. Uh, I mean, that's a possibility in this, I guess. You always get at a meeting people who turn up to the meeting. They consider themselves to be more powerful, more knowledgeable, whatever. But they they dictate the narrative. They dictate the agenda. And whilst the World Bank is saying we want you to to do this, people like Putin, people like Xi Jinping will be saying, "Yeah, but what's in it for us?" It's always the "what's in it for me" element that motivates these kind of people. I'm I'm almost certain. Almost, I can't say a hundred percent because I wasn't privy to any, any of their conversations, but. I'm almost certain that these appear to be rogue nations um, are still complying with the Great Reset and they've each got their own little part to play in it to continue to keep the world in turmoil. And they'll pay that part because they know they're going to get what they want out of it. And in Putin's case, it's that expansionism and it's that kudos for grabbing back. And what you're seeing behind me, just so you're aware, uh, what, what you're seeing behind me here is these are the points where you have had Russian attacks in the last seven hours. Yeah, but 
what you've got to remember as well is Ukraine, after it separated with the fall of the Soviet Union, and after it separated and took its independence from Russia, from Moscow, they were basically equipped with the same kit. It was still the the AK-47, the T-74s. And they had their, to their, denuclearize. They had to get rid of the nuclear, yeah, nuclear yeah. weapons. Yeah, but did, but did they? I imagine if they didn't, then the leader of the Ukraine uh, was of a mind that we might have already seen our first nuclear exchange. But what has happened is that they're attacking with like-for-like equipment. And I wouldn't say their stuff is the most modern, but they've got a lot of it. Uh, and and so you'll see this the, these attacks, but it's easy to shoot and destroy something that is of the same level of technology. The bit that is confusing me is NATO have provided anti-aircraft systems into Ukraine, plus the training for the Ukrainians to operate okay. it. All right. All right. Before you go any further, before you go any further, I, I want you to, you said NATO, right? Just so you're- Oh, just well, so you're, okay. Just so you're aware. United we need, States, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, no, just on the point of NATO, let's let's stick with NATO. I, I know that a lot of that funding comes from the US, Canada, and the UK. I got it. You see where he's standing? I've yes. stood there. You stood there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's well, inside these, NATO headquarters. Okay. All right. Well, this is these are who you're dealing with when you talk about NATO. Now, if you're Russia and China, I don't know about you, but uh, if I'm if I'm Russia or China, after seeing this, I'm going to be shaking in my boots. Take a listen to this. At NATO, diversity is our strength. Nous parlons une multitude de langues. Nous possédons des talents différents. Our own unique personalities. We come from all over the world. From every walk of life. No two of us are the same. We work together. Embrace our differences. Because we all have one thing in common. We are NATO. Yeah, okay, we get the picture. NATO's incredibly diverse. Well, I, I can't, yes. I can't see, it. I can't watch anymore. The, the, that, that's the, so embarrassing. Um, the weird and wonderful individuals that are crammed into that massive building that I have visited, as it happens, they're pen pushers. They're not what really. But makes that's what up. we're relying on. That as an alliance, no, that's that's no, what we're relying what, what on. We're relying on are eighteen to twenty-four year old young men and women who have been trained to the best of their nation's ability to engage with and fight the enemy. That's what we should be relying on. Unfortunately, I'm not a warmonger anymore. Uh, although I have made my living out of it for, for quite some time, um, but no, that that that's just ah, oh, it's it's emasculated the the entire organisation with that one piece of of advertising about diversity. Um, the whole thing about uh, uh, an army unit, a navy unit, an air force unit is uniformity. They've all got the same skill level. They can all do the same job. They might do it in a slightly different way, but they can all do the same thing. 
And the kind of diversity those people are talking about is it's it's wokeness. Yeah, it's it's utter nonsense and has no place inside the supreme headquarters of um, the the NATO allies. President Zelensky has tweeted some of the following. I'll, I'll read some of these. Uh, Russia treacherously attacked our state in the morning as Nazi Germany did in World War II. As of today, our countries are on different sides of world history. Russia has embarked on a path of evil, but Ukraine is defending itself and won't give up its freedom no matter what Moscow thinks. And there are a lot of resistance uh, pockets going on uh, inside of uh, Ukraine. He also tweeted, we will give weapons to anyone who wants to defend the country. Be ready to support Ukraine in the squares of our cities. We have severed diplomatic relations with Russia. For all those who have not yet lost their conscience in Russia, it's time to get out and protest against the war in Ukraine. We will lift sanctions on all citizens of Ukraine who are ready to defend our country as part of territorial defense with weapons in hands. Uh, he's speaking there of people that are in jail. You want to fight for us? You want to fight for our country? You're out. You'll get armed up. And were I in his place, I would have already done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would have been one of the first things. I don't know if you remember a film called The Dirty Dozen. I do remember, um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being a bit flippant here, but, you know, there, there's people, um, and we're, we're going slightly off topic here, but there's people inside jails who want to be, what's the word I'm looking for? They, 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 they want to be, no, they want to be forgiven for their crimes. And if there's a way out and that way out is to serve your country, they'd take it. I wandered into my living French, room and the French team- Foreign the, Legion? They get they kind of give people that deal. Uh, they used to. They used so to. They don't anymore. anymore. Yeah. Oh, they no, did fall. I mean, on, no, they're under the they're under the, actually under the French government now. So yeah, okay. The right. um the, yeah, the changed a little. The bit. French Foreign Legion used to take people with a criminal record as long as they confessed their crimes and they would be given a new identity and French citizenship after five yeah. years of service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but the bulk of the French Foreign Legion in the late forties, early fifties, and through to the sixties were ex SS. There's a great book called The Devil's Guard, which um, describes the there were complete SS units in the French Foreign Legion, keeping control of their their um, uh, interests in in North Africa and mm -hmm. and around the world. I've met and worked with the the Foreign Legion a number of times and played sport against them played rugby against them. I played basketball against them. I've been out drinking with them. And the Foreign Legion, the, the the face of the Foreign Legion changes. Right now at the moment, the majority of the Foreign Legion are sub-Saharan. They're from Africa. There was a time a little while back when a lot of them were Scousers from Liverpool in, in the UK. And certainly around about the mid-80s to early 90s, there was an awful lot of British guys in the Legion. I know one one guy who joined the Navy to do the minimum service in the Navy, and he had already bought a Cape Blanc, had it in his locker, and used to look at it inside its plastic cover uh -huh. um, every day. And as soon as he'd done the minimum length of service in the Navy, he jumped down to Marseille, joined up, did the farm, and then was deployed into North Africa. And then when he came back, uh, now obviously fluent in French, uh, he joined the British Army, so he, he had quite a career. You have to be career. fluent in French. You get two weeks, at least that's what it used to be. You get two weeks to learn French. And if you don't learn well, French in you, two weeks... <laughs> you, you, you learn bit by bit. So, so yeah. one, of the, and, and one of the ways they, they, they learn, and again, we're going quite off topic, but I, I yeah. find it fascinating, yeah, is, it is, fascinating. Um, is they learn by the singing. They, they learn their regimental marches 
uh, and there's one called La Boudon, and it goes, Tiens, voilà du Baudin, voilà du Baudin, pour les Alsaces, les Suisses, les Lourdes. On est belge, les bleus, on est belge, les bleus. And effectively is, regard, here is my big sausage. Here is my big sausage. All you people of the Alsace and Lorraine, just look on and be amazed at my huge sausage, <laughs> and it will rain on you, you Belgians. <laughs> and that's it's, about, it's, that, that would be rhythm. about right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. So, that it's, it'd be about right. So, but it's, it, it's the rhythm that, that allows you to learn. I mean, I know some people that, for example, they're non-native English speakers, but when they listen to English music, then they learn those things easier when they hear yeah. it in a rhythm. Yeah. And so I would assume it's the same uh, when they when they come up with the marching songs and they do the marching songs. The like embarrassing that. thing was I asked the wife, who was a multilinguist, of the guy who at one point was secretary to the secretary general of NATO to translate it for me. And she blushed and farted because she knew it was very, very rude. So um, without giving too much away, her name begins with the letter J. And you know you have, what would Jesus do? If I'm posting anything uh, into social media, knowing that she is a friend of mine on social media, I always think, would she approve? So I, I have to be a bit careful sometimes. Where were we? I was... Uh, Foreign I was, Legion... If, well, yeah, I was if, tell, if, talking if, about if, Zelensky. Uh, yeah. Arming. Making... Arming, arming his prisoners, arming yep. anyone who's ready to fight. I walked into my living room. I'd left the TV on because um, at the moment we're still paying cheap energy prices. It's April when they go tripled, I think. Careful, careful. And the BBC is warning that skyrocketing energy prices in the UK could give you a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah, apparently putting a duvet cover on by yourself yes. could also give yes. you a heart attack. Yes, and vegetables. Vegetables now. There's, there's a fantastic, there's a we'll fantastic social media page uh, for the NHS for the awakened NHS who have uh, listed all the things that have now been linked to heart attacks. Uh, and it's quite amusing, some of the stuff that, that they're coming up with. But I walked into my living room, as I was trying to say, TV was on and there's a big uh, school or university gym and it's full of ladies, anything from around 22 years old up to 60 years old. And they're being taught stabbing exercises. So they've all got some form of knife substitute, like a, a training knife or whatever. Yeah. And, the, and the, there's literally a couple of hundred. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was in the Ukraine. So they've got everyone together inside a, a, a gym. All these women put a knife in their hand or, or rather a training knife in their hand and they're being taught where to stab to kill their expected Russian assailant. So they're taking it seriously, as you would expect. So, yeah, energy bill price rise may cause heart attacks and strokes, says television. It wasn't Dr. Hillary, was it? It could have been Dr. Think, Hillary. It could have yeah, been Dr. Hillary. Yeah, yeah. could have been. Uh, there's your. There's one out of ITV. That one was, was probably Dr. Uh, Hillary. That's ITV. Uh, yeah, shaking, shaking the duvet, duvet too seriously yeah. while making your bed can increase your chance of a heart attack, sign is warm. Yeah, nothing uh, to do breakfast. with the yeah, skipping yeah. breakfast can give you uh, can give you a heart attack. Uh, if you take uh, paracetamol, that will increase your risk of uh, of a heart attack. If you eat vegetables, if you eat ve <laughs> if you eat vegetables, uh, it may not protect against heart disease. That yeah. suggests they just make it up as they go along, don't they? They really do. Yeah. But what, and I, what are this we is another do? reason that 
but this is another reason they need the distraction because the bodies are starting to pile up. As in the numbers that are coming out, my friend, they're not looking good. We got the fourth quarter because we're we're now we're now into Q1 of 2022. We got the fourth quarter numbers out of the US from the major insurance companies. What was it yesterday? Uh, day before yesterday, we got them. And uh, the insurance numbers, the insurance claims of vaccine adverse reactions and vaccine deaths out of one of Germany's largest health insurance providers, that's coming out as well. But to give you an idea, this is the summation. This is according to Edward Dowd, of, uh, a former executive of BlackRock. And he says, the summation of major insurance company corporate group policy loss ratios, meaning death claims. Fourth quarter, this is versus 2019. 36% one insurance company, Lincoln Health, 57%, Prudential, uh, I'm assuming that's Prudential, 41%, RGA, 21%, Hartford, 32%, MetLife, 24%. This is the all-cause mortality death claims that are coming into the American insurance companies just for the fourth quarter as compared to 2019. And you're telling me that there's nothing to see here? So they need a distraction. And the Ukraine's given it to them. And we called it as well. Did we not? We said that this this was going to happen. But I believe that we're going to be chatting with our resident, you know, funeral uh, director. Yes. He will be on soon. on Tuesday, and we we will go over some of these numbers when he's on. Yeah, and and that that's going to be interesting. I'm going to try and be here for Tuesday as well to be in, involved in that conversation, if if only just to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. By um, the way, just for reference, because I, I forgot to mention this, just for reference, this is demographic 18 to 64. This is not 65 plus. It, it does make me wonder. Suicide is a dreadful subject. It's a terrible thing. Uh, and, and we shouldn't make light of it. But with all of the, um, in, a, in the in the event of suicide, obviously the insurance is invalid. Uh, it would be interesting to see how many people who have just given up and died rather than taking their own life because they've just had enough of it all. You know, we're, we're, we're complex beings. We enjoy being happy. We feel more alive and we live longer and we feel healthier when we are happy. And I can honestly say that there hasn't been much joy around over the last two years. It's been everything but joy. It's been miserable for a lot of people. You know, I think that's that's been one of the, the key points that I've tried to convey to people over the last two going on three years now is leading up to this. I mean, uh, what was it Dr. Michael Yaden said? If you're one step ahead of the agenda, you're a genius. If you're two steps ahead, you're a conspiracy theorist uh, or something to that effect. I'm kind of paraphrasing, of course. But that's been something that I've been trying to portray to people ever since the crash of 08, which quite frankly is why we're here now, is if you don't understand what's happening, if you're a person that has your head in the sand, even up until this late hour, if you're that kind of person and you don't understand what's going on and you're relying on the mainstream media, you're outsourcing your your time to learn about what's going on by the mainstream media or by social media or whatever. If you're not taking the time to sit down and do that, and I get that people are busy, people have lives, people are are working, you know, a job, maybe two, I don't know, and they're trying to figure out what to do to try and survive and get by. I understand that. I'm very sympathetic to that. So that's another reason why we are happy that people listen to us. Maybe people outsource their time to learn about things by listening to us. I'm happy to do the research. I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't even want any credit for it. I just want people to be pointed in the right direction. And again, that's been something that I've tried to do over the last several years, especially even now, is to get people to understand and come to the realization for themselves of where we are are and what to expect. Because 
leading up to this, people, in my honest opinion, have been intellectually disarmed. As in, they don't understand the, the workings of things anymore. They don't understand the, the, the geopolitical side of things. They don't, on average, I'm, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but they don't understand the geopolitical side of things. They don't understand the basic financial side of things. They don't understand even the local politique any longer. And so- They've also, they've also had, a, had their ability to argue taking taking away yes, from them. Yes, yes. And that's just it, is you, you have to look through it. with someone without crossing over the line of some woke ideal well, then they're but just going to have to get over it. I'm sorry, I'm a bulldozer at this argument. point. I agree with you, but uh, we've got to be and bulldozers. I want to be, I want to be a bulldozer too. Um, I'm nearly unre- you know, no longer relying on, on crutches to get about after my surgeries. I tried to do a few kicks earlier on just with the right leg when putting my weight on the, on, on the left leg. I've got some basic but exercises that I can help you with for mobility and range of motion that'll help I you get back in. I find that rage, rage just helps me. Uh, and I've got plenty of that, but yeah, thanks. No, I, 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 I no, I honestly do appreciate that, but I want to have those arguments with people, but when you're walking around using a, a stick or a crutch to, to get around, people tend to just dismiss you and pat you on the head and smile politely and feel sorry for you. I am the last person on earth anyone should feel sorry for, particularly if I'm coming at you with an argument because you've pissed me off. And that, and that I just can't wait to be a little bit fitter. I did say way back when this all started that I hope that I'll, I will be fit enough to, to do my bit when the time comes. And who knows? We, we could depending on what their plans are, the next crisis could be further east, sorry, further west in, into mainland Europe and even reach our shores. And, that, and that's what we've got to be most nervous of. You'll have to rem- remind me, uh, it was one of the videos we'd put on the Telegram page, I'm pretty sure it was, or maybe I saw it on YouTube or whatever, where one of the members of parliament um, stood up and, and basically quoted Schwab's uh, claims that They've penetrated every... I have that, um, if you'd like me to play it. Well, I I think you should, because what our listeners need to hear, if they haven't heard it already, is the response by the speaker at the end, because it shows how corrupt governments are. Okay, I have that right here. Honorable Member for Oshawa. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, and I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the the, the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honorable the, the, the honorable member for Timmins James Bay. Mr. Speaker, that member was promoting open disinformation. That's not debate. We have to call out disinformation. Uh, we'll get into debate again. Uh, the Honourable Member, uh, questions and comments, the Honourable Member for Lambton, Ken Middlesex. Thank you, Mr. So Speaker. There you go. And- They've just dismissed the question by, and first discredited. of all, trying to... Yeah, and discredit. And, and, and that's what they will do to an honest man. 
I want that question asked in my parliament. I want someone to stand up and ask that question. This is why party politics needs to be outlawed. You shouldn't have a block vote. What you should do is be able to represent the community that have elected you with their thoughts, their plans, their hopes, not the hopes and plans of a party. And and it doesn't matter that they've got a democracy with a with a, a a party in government and a party in opposition. Both sides of that equation have been got to by that worm Schwab and the other Davos elite. And don't forget, Schwab is is fairly low level in the real hierarchy of who's calling the shots. Yeah, I'm glad you could play that because if yeah. no one, if people haven't seen it and haven't heard it, then that that may just be the the you know the straw that breaks the camel's back. I don't know. I don't know. This next one that I have, uh, we played this. Uh, we played this yesterday, but uh, I, I don't think you heard is this. That, is that ugly, Betty? No, no, I don't think that it is. I'm not sure who that is, oh, but okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'll just take your word for it. But I don't think that uh, that's who this is. Uh, this is a member of the uh, the Canadian Liberal Party. Now, see if you can if you can pick up on the argument that she is trying to squash before it even gets started. How how do I even describe this? You couldn't replicate the magnitude of just how insane this is. You have to hear this. How many guns need to be seized? How much vitriol do we have to see of Hong Kong, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler, do we need to see by these protesters on social media? Hong yeah. Kong <laughs> is an acronym for Hail Hitler. <laughs> of course, if, if you've got a really good warning device on your truck, it could play all of Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber Alice. But... Um, <laughs> That's not what it's about. Those people are Nazis. The real Nazis are stupid, vacuous bints like Ugly Betty there. And for the benefit of the listener, you know what Ugly Betty looks like. That's this this woman to a T. That's not meant to be sexist. That's not even meant to be racist. The fact is that she's a liberal. She relies on and has relied her entire life on alpha males of all creeds and colours to protect her personal rights. And what she wants to do is take away people's rights. So when those rights disappear and all of a sudden no one's protecting her anymore, she hasn't got the ability to fight back. And anything she has to say, the speaker should have stood up and said, I'm sorry, even though you're in person in the house, your audio isn't good. Uh, I need you to sit down and we'll move to the next person to ask a question. <laughs> you know what? I, when I first heard that, I thought I saw the caption underneath of it and I thought, OK, there's no way she actually said that. And lo and behold, she she actually said it. And, and I, I was I was actually I was when I when I said earlier about these uh, these politicians, like they, they, the ones that are saying like the there's a German politician that's saying uh, we're standing with Ukraine. We're going to send N95 masks over to you uh, for your hospitals. So that, that's how we're going to stand in solidarity with you. And then you've got these these bobbleheads uh, on Twitter that are talking about, oh, well, uh, only 35% of the Ukrainian population is vaccinated. What are they going to do when they start huddling together? Well, it'd this, be better if he nobody said can be N95s. No, nobody can be said, stupid. Yeah, but, you know, N95s are all, all well and good, but M95s, which is an artillery piece, I believe, would be much <laughs> that more would be useful. Different. Yeah, it would be different. Uh, okay, but... Uh, anyway, I, and you know what? This clip just dropped. Uh, I remember when he actually said this. This is Joe Biden in 2020 on the campaign trail 
talking about Vladimir Putin. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president. But to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. I didn't yeah, well, they're going to change. They're, they're, they're going to change so much. But that's the kind of rhetoric coming from a man trying to get elected, trying to get swing voters from, you know, uh, from the Republican side who didn't like Donald Trump to vote for an hat like Creepy Joe. Go on, Bruce. You've got something to say, I can tell. I, I do. Um, so... He's he's saying that Putin's a bully, which, you know, he is. I, I get it. Um, but this entire Ukraine nonsense that was going on, it was America and, well, the, the Western world in general, that was poking Putin in the chest saying, don't do that. Don't, don't, you're, you're about to do, don't do that. Don't do that. And then just kept poking him. And Putin was sitting there going, I haven't done anything. What, what am I doing? But you, you've uh, got, you've, you've had these flare ups elsewhere as well. I mean, Chechnya. The only reason no one gave a fat rat's ass about Chechnya is because the Chechens are ethnically Muslim and Islam was presenting problems all over the world, or rather radical Islam was, not Islam itself. As you know, I've got many, many, many friends of that faith and the liberals will be going, now, yeah, that's what a racist would say. You know, I've got friends who are this and I've got friends who are that. I have. But because Chechnya was ethnically Muslim and it was essentially a quasi-religious struggle against Russia, that no one tried to stop what was happening there. And there was genocide inside Chechnya. Uh, there are reports that, and we, we don't have confirmation of this other than just hearsay at this point, but there are reports that Russian forces have taken control of the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Should that be a cause for concern? Uh, only for the Russian soldiers that are now having to guard that area, yeah. Well, with the, with the, uh, not the, uh, whatever they call it, the, with the dome thing that they put, over, there's a name for it, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but the dome thing they put over top of it uh, for containment, which is supposed to last 100 years, according to the bureaucrats in Brussels, which means it's going to last 40. But uh, the radiation levels outside of there, as long as that thing is in place, are minimal. It, it's it's minimal. So as, as long as that stays there, but... Why would they go after that point? That that to me doesn't make any sense. Why, why would they go after that point? It's a very good question. I, I don't have an answer for you other than the reason the nuclear power plants were built there is probably a geological reason and it's probably a strategic area. Um, but I'm, I'm just guessing. So we've got lots of... Are they are they still hind deltas that they've got flying there? Yeah, I believe so. Is this current? Is this current? This is current. This is today. Right. So there's, you know, but you have to also remember the the Russian, the Russian Air Force. They've still got what was it, Bruce? We looked at. Uh, they've still got one thousand DC threes that are still in service that we gave to them under the Lend Lease program. The Russians do not throw anything away. Right. That's Rather, true. I remember you saying every, that. Every, yeah. every time an, a new aircraft is developed, they just have a new squadron. The guy who wrote Red Storm Rising. I can't remember what his name is. I'm so sorry. But it was a book that I read foolishly when I'd just joined the Navy and was on a destroyer heading out to the Gulf. And there's a section in it where the carrier group, which contained an American large-scale carrier, La Foch, which was the French carrier and a British carrier, were attacked by older aircraft. 
floggers and fish beds, which was the NATO reporting name for them. So different types of MIGs, the older ones. Um, all of their surface-to-air anti-air missiles were used. All of their combat air patrol had fired their sidewinders or whatever missiles, and they'd destroyed this 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 attack and they'd repelled it. But that was when the modern MIGs came in and attacked, and um, they were defenceless. And that scared me witless. There I was on a floating tin can that we'd like to think of as a sleek grey messenger of death, but when you're when you fired all your all your silver bullets and you can't stop any more missiles coming in and then they've got more missiles to fire at you that's the thing about russia the kit is older um it's not as advanced as as the west's but they've got a lot of it and um that many helicopters working over quite a small section of town is quite impressive that that he can feel that kind of um strength you know i i think that it, in all of this uh, and Bruce, maybe you can comment on this uh, before I've got uh, Biden queued up here on his uh, remarks on uh, sanctions that he mentioned in his press conference before he slunked out the back door. But do you think in all of this, I and I, I truly believe so, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on it because you and I have looked deep into that network that they set up. This is a golden opportunity. And I, from what I mentioned earlier, this is a golden opportunity for us to expose that network from not just the D.C. establishment and other politicians around uh, around the Western power apparatus, but the Biden family in particular, their involvement in the corruption in the Ukraine. This is a great time to expose that, isn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't make any traction if we did, because um, it's been tried about four times now for this to be revealed. And every time it's been shut down by mainstream media, the the gatekeepers on the in the tech world, um, it's it's gotten no traction. So um, the other thing is, is let, let's say it is revealed. What, what's going to happen? I would love for it to come out again and the American people pay attention to it. The problem is, and not even just the American people, the, the people of the Western world uh, should should know what's going on because it's very likely their own politicians are involved in this uh, scam. But because of the way the current system is functioning, because of uh, the people currently in power, if it were to come out again, uh, I mean, so what? it's nothing's going to happen. It's the same thing as that the the Hunter Biden laptop. There was so much damning information in there. The dude's a pedophile. The dude's a drug addict, incestuous, literally corrupt businessman um, that's kicking money up to his dad, to the big guy. Yeah. And n- nobody it 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 got more traction because they banned it uh, because they tried to hide it. And yet what what happened? Where, where, where's Hunter Biden? Why, why, where, where's, where's the uh, investigation into the Biden family? Where's any, it's not there. So if, if this information came out again about the Ukraine and we got the full details, we got everything, we got the smoking gun, we've got the paper trail, we have everything, we've got names, everything, nothing's going to happen. When the people listen to the clip <laughs> of his remarks on Ukraine, they all need to bear in mind that that shutdown of the investigations and the suspicion of his son are what's driving him to be the limp piece of celery that he is. Limp piece of celery? (laughs) That's the nicest thing I could come up with at the time. You know, our politicians are either being bribed up the yin-yang with um, lots of fake money, because there's no such thing as real money anymore, or they're being coerced by dirt. And, oh, yeah, look at that. That's real money. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's I not worth sure anything, that, but yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's real money. But I mean, it's you know, but you, you, you need you need to have it. Everyone should have some some real money around them. Yeah, I do keep some cash on hand, as you can see. Yeah, which yeah, they're readying the that against. Yeah, they're readying that against uh, against Russia now. And all of a sudden, your your bank card doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I, um, like because- I said, I do keep a little bit of cash on hand just in case of emergencies. But yeah. one thing that you really need to start keeping on hand are things like this. That looks like some kind of gold sovereign. Uh huh. Gold yeah. coins, silver coins. Uh, because when paper money finally becomes worthless, this is going to be the only thing that uh, that you're going to be able to bargain with, along with other commodities such as coffee and tea and things like that. Well, like I coffee, said, I've got salt, my, sugar. I've got my prep room, uh, and yeah, it is that's good. Full, honestly, it is. It's full of food. Um, I would I would go a step further real quick. Uh, just uh, not just coins. Coins is a great investment for long term when everything's uh, back to normal again. I would say to get the bullion, uh, yes. the, 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 the ones that you can break off. And yeah, that's already weighted and everything. And it, so you have a smaller values that you can bargain with if, if you know. But mm-hmm. we've talked about it before and we, we have podcasts about products to save up you know, to, to store and, you know, good time as any to, to, mm-hmm. you know, get them now continue. while it's available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, just, Biden. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Biden, just, just to, to refresh people's minds, bear in mind when you listen to his words, he is under coercion to keep the dirt quiet of his son's activities, particularly in the Ukraine. It's a great point to make. Today, I'm authorizing additional strong sanctions and new limitations on what can be exported to Russia. This is going to impose severe cost on the Russian economy, both immediately and over time. We have purposefully designed these sanctions to maximize the long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and our allies. I want to be clear, the United States is not doing this alone. For months, we've been building a coalition of partners representing well more than half the global economy. Uh 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, to amplify the joint impact of our response. I just spoke with the G7 leaders this morning, and we're in full and total agreement. We will limit Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, pounds, and yen to be part of the global economy. We'll limit their ability to do that. We're going to stunt the ability to finance and grow the Russian military. We're going to impose major, and we're going to impair their ability to compete in high-tech 21st century economy. We've already seen the impact of our actions on Russia's currency and the ruble, which early today hit its weakest level ever, ever in history. The Russian stock market plunged today. The Russian government borrowing rates spiked by over 15%. Today's actions, we've now sanctioned Russian banks that together hold around $1 trillion in assets. We've cut off Russia's largest bank, a bank that holds more than one-third of Russia's banking assets by itself, cut it off from the U.S. financial system. And today, we're also blocking four more major banks. That means every asset they have in America will be frozen. This includes VTB, the second largest bank in Russia, which has $250 billion in assets. 
What he didn't say was we've deployed four divisions supported by artillery and armor and have completely crushed the Russians' ability to um, invade any further and repelled the uh, invading forces that had got into the enclaves. He didn't say that because he hasn't done that. That's what should have happened, but only if Ukraine was part of NATO, and it is not. So what has the UN done? Has the UN um, said anything or done anything? It it hasn't because it's a paper tiger. Well, they they said that they condemn publicly. They said this. They condemn what Putin is doing, and they they asked him to stop. But yeah, <laughs> if you, you know. wouldn't mind terribly much, just stop. Yeah, using yeah. your 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 military power, um, even though you've been given carte blanche to do so by uh, a North Atlantic tre- a North Atlantic Treaty Organization that has no longer got the ability to fight back against a diverse inclusive north atlantic treaty organization sir well can you imagine that kind of diversity in the middle of moscow uh as far as i'm aware it's 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 still illegal to be gay in russia well i don't know about i I don't know about that 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 i'm not sure about but uh it it is um it is openly frowned upon i'll put it this way uh any type of um uh, woke ideologies or or any of that that nonsense they simply don't put up with it over there uh and nor is there they. a citizenship program um that i could join them <laughs> actually uh putin did make a statement on that about 10 years ago i remember him saying this he said that if you want to move to russia we will allow you it, this was to anybody if you want if you're a foreign national and you want to move to russia we'll allow you to move to russia there's no special thing you have to go through or anything we will welcome you but you're going to live as a russian you're going to learn russian and you're going to be russian that seems pretty fair to me um yeah is perhaps we shouldn't paint him in too nicer colors because the man is obviously causing the world a problem at the moment but anything that uh, and again i was probably being flippant but the the idea of uh, of a, a political regime that stops these woke nonsense ideas seemed for for just a fraction of a second like a really good idea. But then when you consider we're talking about Russia and how cold it is there and how hard life is there for people, unless you're an oligarch, then then maybe not such a good idea. Perhaps not, sir. Perhaps not. We're going to go ahead and call this one done. Uh, like I said, we had things lined up today, but because of what happened in the east of Ukraine, uh, we kind of had to wipe that slate clean. We had to start fresh and we really had no script to go off of. We had no plan or anything like that. We just kind of went off the seat of our pants like we did the last time when you were here. Uh, and we will do that again on uh, on Tuesday evening, which for those that are listening, you'll get that on Wednesday. But uh, Marty, we hope to see you again on uh, on next Wednesday's podcast. Yeah, sure. So for those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. So I want to thank you for being here today, Marty. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic evening. And we will see you tomorrow on the exclusive. And if you're not signed up to us on Telegram, no worries. We'll see you on Monday. Everyone have a great weekend. Good night, everybody.